This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, this is Dan. And this is Kelly. Um, So you might have noticed we missed last week. We just want to apologize for missing last week. We didn't put up an episode. And we were, that was uh, our bad. Yeah, what happened was... uh, Something kind of personal and embarrassing yeah, like happened. A issue. So yeah, that uh, well, we weren't going to say anything about it, but we feel like this is an intimate space, and we could tell you guys. But um, well, last time uh, when we were going to record the podcast, I was um, gosh, I can't believe this, but I, I was walking, and I slipped into some mud. He fell into some mud, and and the next thing you knew, I was trying to help him out. And I fell into the mud. So we got covered in mud and, and it was finally, really embarrassing. Yeah, we finally stood up, got home. We had to do laundry for the entire, entire day, day for our muddy clothes. Yeah. Now that was Monday. That was just Monday. So, so then on Tuesday. Yeah, I was walking around from roof to roof. I do this like parkour thing. It's like a thing I do on my spare time. And I fell into a chimney. And uh, of course, with my bigger thighs, I got stuck immediately and Dan held, heard me crying for help, so he came with a bottle of olive oil. Yeah, I sort of filled up the whole chimney with olive oil Greased to let her up. grease her, yeah, get her out of there, I jostle her out. Flew out the bottom, and we were covered in soot. We had to do more laundry. And olive oil. So, yeah. So, we ended up having to do more laundry that day. So, that's Tuesday. Uh, so, then Wednesday, we went to uh, the La Brea Tar Pits, and immediately we slipped we and fell slipped into and the... Fell into the- Tar pit. So that was sort of another day of laundry yeah, covered there. Covered in tar. Thank God we didn't get stuck in there permanently like the dinosaurs. Yeah, we did see a couple bones down there. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, um, we were like, let's stay away from that stuff. So we went to the Cubs Dodgers uh, playoff game. And uh, well, what happened was I, I, I did it again. I he slipped, slipped and fell onto, onto the, the field. field. Now, what happened was, though, I, I caught a baseball and I ended up getting sucked into the game. Yeah, they recruited, uh, they recruited me and I ended up, it was a great game. I hit yeah, a home run. run. I had a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. However, I did get very dirty. So, so we, we did had have to do more laundry, laundry that day. Uh, Friday, we were like, all right screw this we're gonna go take a tour of a chemical plant right so yeah there's open, we love chemicals we wanted to check right. out the plant open vats of acid we were up on some catwalks you know like just to inspect the vats and i had very um, slippery shoes on yeah that day. in fact we even got into a physical fight at one point where dan threatened to throw me off so that put us into a really bad mood and we yeah. just didn't feel like recording the podcast yeah and also the people at the plant were sort of rude Mean. to us um Everyone so we just had a bad rude. day so we yeah. uh yeah, we just didn't have a nice time, so we decided not to record a podcast because we weren't in our best Tip place. Tip-top shape. But we're back. We're, we're back, better guys. Than ever, and this is Make, Make Me, Me Like, like It. This is a podcast. Cast. guys uh i know we were joking around a lot about why we weren't here but the reality is we were out of town yeah uh um as you'll see you know we don't have a huge production uh, staff <laughs> so kelly and i are sort of in charge of everything and uh, we usually try to people. backlog 
episodes and we just kind of ran out and then we're out of town this weekend yeah i went out of town for actually a couple weeks so i was in austin for a while and yeah that screwed us on our schedule Dan and i went to new orleans and we went to new orleans with some friends and it was a great time i highly recommend this city beautifully cultural experience i love it so much you gotta go there guys although i guess the recommendation for traveling like there's not many people that come back from someplace and we're like yeah it was fine yeah the idea of traveling and being on vacation is so nice Mm -hmm. that every time you go somewhere the re- if someone's like it was good you're like yeah you have to go but essentially you just have to take a vacation well i will say <laughs> that new orleans i've seen in a different light for a long time i'm like that's a party town which it kind of is but it's also like a fantastically rich cultural experience yeah it's a ama- oh god it was so yeah. amazing so we have a little story that we like yeah to a tiny tell. little story and yeah. it actually will segue us into our topic of white men yeah so sit back relax and smoke yourself a little white men's pipe and um <clears throat> so basically we we did a bunch of little activities um and as you probably know new orleans culture's you know fairly um uh influenced by black culture for the most part so we had this fantastic time and then we went on a alligator um a swamp tour and our guide was a white man and i think all the guides at that particular company were white dudes right yeah i mean it feels pretty white once you get out of the city once you get out of the city you're like ooh, we're in the in the boonies um the white man's boonies so we got on this uh fan boat and it was super fun we went like really fast and saw a lot of really cool stuff the guide seemed pretty tame he was just being like by the book pointing some stuff out here and there um and then we sort of pulled off into a little lagoon and stopped and he he um he pulled out this baby alligator that he had in a cage and scared this woman half to death with it by putting it on her shoulder and then um do you want me to tell you the how you tell the sex thing i don't what do you mean Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, wait. We should introduce this story that... Oh, am I not telling it right? Yeah, well, I, I'm just like... Uh, we, we should tell people why we're telling this story is that we were on this tour. I would say after the tour, we were like, do we tell people what just happened? Because this is the first time terrifying. in my life that oh. I was like, I'm I'm a white guy and nobody like talks to me this way. And this is the first time in my life I was in a situation where I was like, oh, I think that was sexual harassment. <laughs> and yes. this makes me feel like such a... You know, we are... Blue state city people were cool and young and right. to the rest of the world were like uptight assholes. And that's why I'm curious to hear what people think if we are just uptight assholes. Uh-huh. Because even we told a friend this yesterday and he had the same reaction that I did, which was like, well, maybe that's just what that's just how you talk and stuff. It, But if you talk to any woman, they're like, oh, I've witnessed that. And that's, of course, it's sexual harassment. And and also me being there in the situation was like, oh, this is kind of fucked up that someone's doing this. So anyway, the guy did a couple of weird things on the tour. White guy. We weren't sure what to do if we should say something like leave a review. So we're like, well, let's just talk about on the podcast and see what people think. Yes. So here's here's a couple examples of what the guy did. So we go on this tour. He gets out this alligator, scares this woman, right? So remember this woman. Then he tells us some facts, how you can tell an alligator is a boy or a girl. One way you can tell is you stick your finger up its cloaca. Is that what it's called? And if there's like a little finger pointing back at you, it's a boy. 
If there isn't, your finger keeps going in. Congratulations, you're a pervert who just fingered a female alligator. And we all like laughed nervously and blah blah blah. Here's my problem with that joke as a uh, j- uh, or, or as somebody who is trying to be sensitive to sexual harassment is that you, I get you can make the joke because you are this guy's talking about sticking your finger in a hole in an, in an animal, but like you could just be like there blank blank this it's a guy, and if you keep going. You know, congratulations, you're a pervert, wink, or something. Like, if you want to be, like, the tamer. He He said fingered. Yeah, which was, like, really weird to say to, like, a group of strangers. (laughs) Okay, so we all laughed pretty hard. I think it was kind of surprising because you'd been a little quiet. It was shocking to hear a guy say that you just fingered an alligator. And it's a very sweet little baby alligator. We're all getting to hold it and stuff. Then he scares the woman a second time with the fucking alligator. Puts it on her shoulder, scares the shit out of her. And then he um, sort of knocks, taps on the top of its bill or its little snout and makes it open its mouth. And he said, here, let it breastfeed. And everyone was like, oh, God, oh, God. Like, well, like held it up to like her breast. Her breast. Near this her boob. And she was like, know. oh. And uh, then later he said, if he gets one, I get the other, and sort of leaned in to like also suckle to, to a possibly teat. start breastfeeding. Suckle I guess, like if she was just like, yeah, sure, go for it. And this is like a woman in her fifties. Uh, <laughs> so weird. It was horrifying, and I dug my face into Dan's chest. I couldn't bear it. It was so upsetting. But and also, in we, the middle of the tour, he uh, took a piss off the boat. He took a piss off the boat, which was like weird. That's where I it started. That was to get kind it. of fun. I was like, "This is off color, but it's fun." Yes, but it felt like that opened the door for him to start being Doing, weird. Yeah, sure. For him, it did. Not so, for me. But my question is, like, I was like, "Wow, that guy!" Like, someone should tell that guy, like, it's not. We cool all like to- rode back in silence. Like everyone was legitimate. I feel like everyone on the boat was shaken after that, after the breastfeeding thing. Yeah, it definitely was like, oh, it crossed the line. I felt terrible. I was like, this <laughs> was, was so a fantastic scary. experience until now. Well, you're having fun on a swamp. You're in this like yeah. location you've never been to before. It's such an interesting ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, that guy just made like a weird He like, made that woman joke. feel, he made every woman on the boat feel self-conscious about having breasts. So... Dan was like, that was weird. And I was like, that was horrible. That was, I I would totally fucking throw that guy under the bus. I would write a review and. Well, I was like, should we talk to this company? Right. Because you're like, what if he doesn't know it's inappropriate? I don't think he does because we're laughing at it because you're scared. And then we found out from a friend that had done the tour before that he does this kind of song and dance every time. Like he because does it the technically same jokes works. and it's funny and blah, and blah, blah. And if we were to call as these shitty city slickers we're and like no i know i know I'm, I'm, I'm saying the other perspective but if we were to call and be like you know you really offended me i feel like we i don't know maybe we should just talk to these people because i think i'm making assumptions about them that might not be true at all i i think that whether they're ignorant to it or not like educating them forcefully is i feel like writing a review is the perfect way to do it to let them know and let people know because mm. we read the reviews and they were fantastic that's true um so that goes into uh talking about white men white men. <laughs> guys who can make jokes about women's tits and not totally feel bad about it mm-hmm. because no one's gonna tell them that yeah because they are so comfortable they yeah. are so co- white men are the most comfortable people in the world yeah i even remember seeing like a tweet from a guy you know, there was a lot of stuff with like Bernie supporters and like white guys not wanting to vote uh, for Hillary or even for Trump, but like wanting to vote, say, third party and people talking about how that's a privilege and some people thinking like 
shut up, it's not. And it's like, well, it is Huge because privilege. you don't have certain things that certain issues that you are literally like hoping a person life gets an death. office yeah. that's like life or death, such as if you're like a Muslim American or just a Muslim in general. Or if you're a woman with, you know, reproductive. Exactly. Rights. That's what yeah. I'm ta- talking about, that you're not voting with the idea of like, holy shit, if one of these candidates gets an office, I am screwed. Yeah. You're voting with like, well, I don't kind of, I don't like this, but I don't like that. So that is privilege. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of privilege and there's a lot of privilege with being white, which we didn't get to, or I mean, there's a lot of um, privilege with being a man, which I guess we didn't get to go into as much, Um, but Sorry, I don't know what road I'm going. Kelly just died. Uh, just she died. fell out of her chair and died. I'm dead. It was great having you as a co-host cool. and as a wife. Later. Um, yeah, I think like being a white guy, as we have seen very recently, is changing a little mm-hmm. bit. And there is a feeling, even uh, especially among self-hating white men, that you're mm-hmm. like, God damn it, white men. Like, what the hell are we doing, guys? What do we do? We kind of blew it. Yeah. Um, so we have... No. <laughs> we blew it? Blew it hugely. We really Bigly. blew it. Ugh, some of that. Bigly, according to Tramp. Uh, um, but yeah, we, we really blew it with some of that yeah, white guy slavery stuff. Slavery and, and rape have basically, I mean, in, you know, human trafficking is still happening. All um, the royalty rape stuff happens is constantly, like stupid. Fucking and... constantly. So yeah, it, it, you blew white it. men have blown it and continue to blow it to this day. So we've got a really great white guy on the yes. show today. Who's Who going to talk about us to fight, defend white men. Uh, I think he's got a really great perspective. He's also a really hilarious, fun and cool guy named Will yes. Hines. He's a very funny, true to himself man. Uh, also very self-deprecating. So I knew he would come in with a fair vantage, somewhat fair vantage. Yes. For white men. Will is a hilarious improviser, comedian. Yeah. Um, love him. You've seen him in tons of stuff. He's got a lot of like little roles on all sorts of shows. So yeah. if you look up Will, you'll recognize him. him yeah. Um, but he's super funny. He's always been super funny. And I love talking to him because he's the kind of guy that if you're like, Hey, Will, how's it going? He'll like give you the the real deal, which yeah. is always great. I love talking yeah. to Will. He'll be like, well, <laughs> well, here we go. So I think you guys will love hearing Will right now on the podcast. Make me like it. When I teach improv classes and they're like, it's warm in here. I'm like, if you can figure out the thermostat, do whatever you want. Like, Shut up. I, I mean, just like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just not warm in here and I can't. I'm sorry. I feel fine. Yeah. Or it's just like adjust. I mean, I, I yeah, recognize right. that it's warmer, but it's not like crazy. It's warm in here. You can yeah, deal with dying. it. Yeah, we're not dying. Right. It's, it's like when people are like, oh my God, I'm starving. It's like, I know what you're saying, but you're not really, right? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> it will pass. Hunger passes. You like you, there's not a right real problem minute? going on. No. Whoa. All good? All right. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh Dan, my gosh. What are you saying whoa about? Uh I just said whoa because I, I keep time for with a stopwatch. Yeah. And now it's so stupid. Now they give you an analog stopwatch. Ooh. Say, okay, so, so cool. we'll get yeah. the same Ooh. kind of reaction. I love that interface. Yeah, that's pretty. It's, it looks like it should be on Ooh, a ship. How okay, fun. so I guess I'm not wrong to do what I just did. It's pretty neat. So I'm going to start that so I know the time. Ooh, it's very hard to t- No, it gives you a little digital read, too. <laughs> Guys, have you heard of this company, Apple? It's fantastic. That's no, really neat. They make great like, stuff. I'm a Hewlett Packard man. Oh, okay. really? Line, yeah. I didn't Hewlett think Packard that. laptops, smartphones. They don't they have HP, HP, printers. Baby. You don't like brother printers? 
Um, that's a company which I just think has a funny name. <laughs> brother. <laughs> Gateway. What do you do, brother? We make uh, I think printers. when they founded that company, they were like, this is it. Like, the name is special to us. It's personal. <laughs> then, like, 10 years later, it's like, we never got big. We yeah, it just didn't anything. work out. We're all barely making it. It's not because the name, though, right? Well, <laughs> the name didn't help. Brother. Probably. A little, uh, yeah, Brother help. is a little, it sounds very 70s. Yeah. It does. It's, it's like yeah. Soul Man yeah, printers or something like yes, that. Yes, and that's what I think they specialize in. It's yeah. uh, printing soul <laughs> And, Speaking yeah. of soul men, uh, yeah. today's topic is white men. White men, which is the opposite of soul men. Uh, yeah, in in a way, in might a way. have the least amount of soul of all the men. White That's, men might have the least. They're not known for having it. Let's yeah. talk about white men. Um, we, uh, I have a negative. Uh, <laughs> okay. I kind of have as a, a negative woman? connotation right. with white men You're as a white woman. Right. I, yeah, it's it's funny. I. It, it's a weird thing because it's very – it's kind of a recent thing to just yeah. be like white men suck. It's and come like, on strong. At it least has in come our on circles, hard like the... and it's come on strong yeah. because like it for a long time – we're talking thousands of years here. Right, it right. was not cool. Not thousands but hundreds. Right. Hundreds of years it was not okay Hundred, to yeah. be Probably, I hate yeah. white men. Yeah. And it's I wonder now if anyone even thought it. Finally, uh, that's what I think. I don't. I don't think like it was even. Thought. It was such a default. It was such that a you default. didn't identify as a white man. You identified as like the ruling class, exactly. And so you didn't. You you weren't even. It, I would say up until like it, twenty years ago, probably the sixties <laughs> is when the first time that even the idea of like a lot of like civil rights were right. brought into mainstream discussion. Right, because right, it would be one thing for a slave to be like white men suck, but even then, I don't think the white person say... was starting to think like. Hey, they they probably got it. They're probably Actually, you. Yeah. I get it. You. I understand why you think that. They said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, makes sense. From you. I get it. <laughs> uh, what? I can't write an op-ed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dinner conversation. Like during the good. abolitionist time, if like some sort of Confederate guy was like, "I want to write for the newspaper," it's like we don't need a white man's view. It's like what? And then if a slave was like, "I don't want a white man's view," he'd be like, "From you, I get it." <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's new. That was a famous quote new, at the time. I would say it's really new. Like in our circle of like so whatever, like, whoever the hell Cavity. we are, like. Liberal, cool, sexy people, cool, sexy people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was gonna say like internet savvy and sort of yeah, cool, sexy people to sort of be suspect of being a white man, like hardcore suspect. Like we don't need your narrative, we don't need your point of view. I think that's like five years ago, Uh right? It's very ten years ago. Ten years ago, it was being said, but people like shut up. And then like five years ago, it's like no, we're serious. And I'm shut up. Really curious how that feels. As a white man? Yeah. Well, can I, as a creative or attempting to be a creative white man? Yeah. I will. So Kelly and you I. Do it. You're a very I, creative no, I, and I, white I, man. I, no, I, yeah, I do it. That's true. And I, I work very hard don't at wait, it. Don't not back off a little I'm great like, at it. I didn't like when you're really self Yeah, when you're no, jerking off. I don't like you going not. all the way. I'm the king. I'm the ruling class. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, so, but uh, Kelly and I saw the movie Moonlight this weekend. Oh, yeah. I hear it's. And then we saw it again. So, yeah. So we saw it twice because we thought it was so good. Yeah. I, it's it's great, and for people who don't know it, I mean, let's. I don't. I don't want to give it away. Also, this will be a week. Oh no, this is this week. So, um, but it's it's it's. I don't know if it's in wide release yet. But anyway, let's just say it is a story from a very specifically black perspective. Right. Right. And you watch this movie, and it through it being very personal, it is a very universal story, which I'm sure many reviews have said. But. Yes. You watch it and you're like, this is an important story that should be told. Yeah. It points out things about being a person being human yeah. in a way that I don't know if I can do at this point. Right. And I'm like, if I were to write a movie like this, uh-huh. or what? even Kelly, you were like, what is that feeling that you have? Or what is this story that you have? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And 
And I'm like, what if you made a movie about a white guy? Like a kind of, I mean, I guess Boyhood sort of did it. This like coming of age story of like yeah. a white person. You but, don't. You don't need it. You do, that's that. You don't need. I mean, they are great, but they've been done already. That's the problem. And now I, as a white it's sort man, of like every Hemingway story is white man. And I'm like, they're great. Hey, Hemingway stories are great. And and then I'll see trailers or something for a white guy movie or something where it is just a white guy. And I'm like, I'm bored by this. It yeah. suddenly becomes so fucking irrelevant. Like just yeah. going to the movies last night. It, we went to Moonlight for the second time, and the trailers yes, I saw, there were trailers. I was just like. Fuck you, well, and I, white uh, people. Yeah. Like, why do you get to be the main character of every, every goddamn movie? It's right. so upsetting. Yeah. And I think this is described as being woke. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it? This is it. This is it to just being like, being oh, perturbed I, to- by I finally white. understand how racist everyone is. Well, yeah. I think also, like, I, I remember <laughs> even just literally seeing, like, a Nickelback video, and I was just like... I wonder what like it's like for an African American person to see this. <laughs> like, what is the, like? Do they like if they're turning on the TV and a Nickelback yeah. video just happens to be on, yeah. singing about like pictures or whatever? Right, that, right, right, and right, right. Is that who? They, yeah, right. And and they're just like, okay. So, so you're yeah. feeling. So you're feeling like okay. You also don't need the white man's story, but do you? Um, does it hurt to be irrelevant all of a sudden? Like, how do you guys feel about being told to shut I'll the fuck up? I'll let Will take... Where okay, we well, yeah, my... Um, uh, it's white. no fun. It's no fun. <laughs> You're it's a no white fun. man? I'm a white man. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm real white. Clear my, for I'm from... My parents are from... My mom's from Canada. My dad's from Ohio. They married and moved to Connecticut. Like, I'm, I think those mm-hmm. are the three whitest places in North America. And how, do you, <laughs> how deep are the roots? Do you know your genealogy? I do know all that. What it's all, it? like, Western... We I mean, it? like... Uh, Scottish, Polish, Irish, English. Your mm-hmm. your mom's Dutch. literally from Canada. Yeah, she's born in Ontario. So it, it, is, are her parents Canadian? Yes. So she's uh, no, an no, no. Her dad, oh. her dad is from Scotland. Mm. Her dad emigrated to Canada from wow. Scotland. Her mother emigrated from England to. Canada. But that makes you first generation American. Uh, I technically I am. Yeah, Hell from yes. my, I mean from Canada. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean my dad's like Ohio. You're like, like I'm German an immigrant. Culture. I understand. Yeah, you know, so I do have a point of view. Yeah. Yes. Two generations removed Canadian. See? Yeah. <laughs> no, it sucks. It sucks to like, I mean, because I've always wanted to be, I still want to be like liberal and like good guy and on the good. And then like when you realize that the current narrative is that, oh, I'm irrelevant. I can't even, I can't even chime in to say like I'm against me. You know I mean? yeah, even, even that I, feels weird. Even if I chime in to shit on myself, people like, if, for people example, like, if someone's like, fuck if, like if, right, if, so, if a friend of mine who's a woman is complaining on like Facebook about being like mistreated on the subway, and I'm or some, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's sort of moderate but still like a thing, right? Not not like hardcore sexual assault, but right. like but like classlessly being just sort of like with, mistreated yeah. on the subway or something. Right. And I'm like, I feel so bad for you. Like, that shouldn't happen. Some people are even like, shut up. Like, yes. get out of here. Like, yes. just, you're not, what are you, are you, you're trying to sneak in the back door well, and well, take I, over the conversation. Oddly, it, you're it trying is, to mansplain sexual harassment. And, that's scary. and I actually sort of get that too. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Maybe I don't I even want me in up. this conversation. It almost, it does feel somewhat like inappropriate to, uh, yeah, tag along. It's like my viewpoint jump. is not only not needed, it's destructive. So what do we do with our time? I don't know. I'm doing nothing. (laughs) I'm backing out totally. We're just walking around quietly. So here's what I want to say about white men. Okay, stand up for white men. Yeah, yeah. Because I agree with everything you're saying. What's so fucking great about white? All right, I thought about this. First, I want to say my first argument is the Beach Boys. Gotcha. (laughs) They're good. The band, the Beach Boys. They're good. They're really good. That's Um, true. They're a beautiful band. 
they're lovely, and I think they're lovely partly be not they're not political. They're not like singing about There's like There's nothing being, political about But they're real square. They are very white. I don't think a non-white group makes the Beach Boys. Right. As good as the That's Beach true. Boys. That's true. They have pretty white perspective. You know what I mean? Like I don't think a white director could make Moonlight. Mhm. Or a writer or actor. And I don't think a non-white ethnic group would be as good or would not would not conceive of the Beach Boys. Right. I mean, anything's possible. But that doesn't naturally flow out of it. And I love the Beach Boys. I think the Beach Boys are great. Yeah. What do you love about I, the Beach Boys? They're- I love I love how shamelessly square and like aust- like how clean they are. Like mm-hmm. they're really into like sonic sonically recording very like perce- like Brian Wilson was crazy, right? Like he was a nutball? into acid and fell apart and he, had like a nervous breakdown just and did a, crazy thing. I just heard an interview with him recently yeah. on NPR. Yeah. And he's talking to a guy, I believe his name is Scott Simon, a uh, NPR yeah. host. Yes. And at the end of the interview on NPR, yeah. Yeah, at, at the end of the interview Brian Wilson goes <laughs> What's your name again, man? What's your name, man? He goes, Scott Simon. Like, this is a guy, it's like his show. And he's like, All right, Scott, well, thanks. You know, like, great meeting you. And he's like, Thank it. you. Very, like, that's a very white man thing to say. Really? What's your, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I just thought that was so funny that this cute. guy is still felt so out there that not only did he not realize the guy's name who he was talking to, but he also didn't have like the, not the wherewithal, but just like, to be like, you know what? I just don't need to know this guy's name. Like yeah. he was just like, hey, what, what's your name again, pal? Like yeah, in the just studio, the unguarded, realized- yeah. unaffected, just not even realizing that maybe that could be rude, or maybe I'll wait till after. Yeah, or like, I'll I'll fake it. I'm almost out. Like I'll just. It fake was it a and- genuine, unfiltered. Like I actually enjoyed this conversation. Who are you? Yes, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. was kind of nice about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, it's sweet. It, He's like, oh, I actually do want to know your name. It seems like you wait till at- you're like, all right, thanks yes, for being here. Thanks no so much for having me. Cut. Hey, um, thanks. That was great. What was your name again? Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. You know, and uh, Scott, Scott Simon could have Simon. that story as like a private thing, but it's very funny to me that he was <laughs> miked. I, I was love just it. Like, who are you? I was thinking, okay. One of my favorite. I mean, okay. Here's the, here's the dream. I, what, what I'm hoping right now is that we're just in a huge market correction. Mm-hmm. Hundreds and hundreds of years of white men dominating all creative stuff mm-hmm. is going to get like corrected hard. And so there's just way less of it. Mm-hmm. But there shouldn't be like none of it. That's it should true. just go back into it should just be one of a chorus of artistic Many voices. Things. Yes. Right. There could no be none stealing. for a while. Which I think will make it stronger anyway. Then it's stronger. Then then no more if, stealing if everybody if everybody is like stealing. Billy Joel and the Kingston Trio using my Beach Boys reference, the Beach Boys don't stand out if everybody's a white male doing cool harmonies and stuff. But if there's like a mixture of like all kinds of music of all sorts of everything, from like jam bands to like world music to like funk to rap, to, I don't know, mumba, whatever, rumba, like everything. I don't even have the vocabulary to say. And then the Beach Boys show up. It's like, oh, these guys are cool. They're the best. They're the best at it. And it's like, oh, they're doing their thing, man. I love when they do their thing. And they should just do it. They shouldn't try to, like, encompass. They can't do James Brown. They'd be bad at it. I don't want to hear Brian Wilson do James Brown. I don't want to hear James Brown do... Sloop John B, you know, well, you wouldn't bring it up, be nice? You bring up an interesting be, be authentic to yourself. But, I mean, it's true. Like, no, in terms of having an audience, if you're an artist making shit, you just make shit. Right. Now, should people be paying attention to it and giving it a spotlight? White men? Eh, probably not. We're probably entering into, ironically, a dark age for white men. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. Well, that it is a little bit weird where, say, coming up with things or coming up with stories, yeah. you're like, who cares about this? Like, my... I mean, I guess it'll take a little while to be separated enough from seeing, again, something like Moonlight, where you're like, 
this is a very specific story, something yeah. I can never tell. It seems important for a wide audience to understand this and yeah. be like, oh, we're not so different. You know, something like that. Whereas I don't know if I could – I personally can't tell a story like that right now. Oh, definitely not. Like that would be a bad choice. But over time – I mean if somebody was going to hire me to be like, oh, we want you to like do a pass on Moonlight, I'd be like, I'm not your dude. I, I like, I'm not, not your dude. I wish. Never. You got to do that. You got to <laughs> take that job, Will. Never, I mean that would ruin man. it. It'd be like, uh, why did they start talking about – Jack Kirby comics halfway. Mm-hmm. That's a bad thing. This oh, movie got bad. Sorry. Oops. I didn't mean to. I, yeah. I, I tried my best to yeah. help Moonlight. I'm sorry. Why did he take an improv class halfway through? That really, that did <laughs> I didn't know what in. else to do. It was do. part of his growth. <laughs> um, but um, it would be cool for there to be a time where it's like everything has been leveled out. Now, this might take hundreds of years, but for things to be leveled out enough where it's like, the your average yeah, it'll story. never be leveled out like there's too much no, there's yeah. too much bad stuff you in america there'll there'll be no leveling it's like the, yeah. it's goes too deep it'll it's be, all, all you can do is come a to a place where it just should have been all along right it's that, embarrassing that, i mean i think people would be psyched if that happened it would be really cool <laughs> i was know? thinking it's embarrassing to me the level of racism oh, dude, and ignorance and stupidity that's been caught on on film because Every movie up until recently yeah. was from literally like a white guy's perspective. Not so, even thinking about no, it. No, that's so the thing. So it's it's homophobic, caught. sexist, and like, racist. There's nothing at you every could turn. say. There's yeah. nothing you could say Not to always. be like, no, Not no, no. Always. I'm just saying but that it was, you it was catch baked it. in. It was baked in. It's deep. baked in. You can catch it in all yeah, these yeah. like weird, subtle ways, and you're just like, <gasps> but it's oh, yeah, baked into so many this, things. Somebody wanted me. Uh, I was dating a girl, and she's like, "Oh, I wanted this is Christmas movie I love. It's called uh, Holiday Inn. It's got Bing Crosby, and it was like one of the first times that White Christmas was sung in a movie. And it's like this is just sweet, quaint rom commy holiday classic. I'm like, oh, all right, we'll check it out. And it is for most of the movie, just sort of a delightfully quaint thing. And then <laughs> halfway through, there's a huge blackface like uh, B story, which at the time white people would sing in blackface. That was something you could do. That was like an accepted move. Yeah. And in this movie, they don't play it for laugh. It's played for a disguise factor. He doesn't want to be recognized by his love's new boyfriend or something like that. He's hiding. So his his way of I'm dying here. Performing inside hearing this. Yeah. Is all just to put on blackface. And I'm watching it with this girl and she's like, oh, I I forgot. I totally forgot about this part. Like I just didn't remember that this was part of the movie. You blacked it out because well, it's Blocked within the out. context Whoops. of the movie. That was actually by accident. It's not bad. It's just well, white black, black as a vocabulary word is also going through changes. You know, white yeah. as good, black as bad. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but I can't I, look. I'm not. I don't have the ability to fix the problem as I talk about it. Unfortunately. So and then within the context of the movie, that wasn't a big part of it. Like that's like this middle sequence. Then it goes back. To the rom com, and it ends sweet, and it is a sweet movie. Sure, he even, he even has a weird song about religious freedom at one point in this film about how everyone should treat each other equally, and it doesn't matter if you're Christian or Jewish or Muslim. It's nice. It to... was kind of a progressive movie just for like 1941 or whenever it came out. It's actually nicer to be able to look at it and to be like not just ex- like it to and accept it for what it is. Because you don't have a choice, but to now realize that there is a choice and to still like it. You know I what say... I mean? Ideally, to, yes. That's to right. be like, oh, this is. You know what? There is still something nice to. to I'm going to take, take away the good this. from this. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, man, Bing Crosby's got a just a beautiful set of pipes. Sure, he beat his kids. <laughs> did <laughs> sure. he? I don't know uh, anything about Bing Crosby. I think Everyone Bing Crosby did, did beat his kids. Why is yeah. his name Bing? What's going on? What is that? Bing? It was like John. It, it was like sort of like, hey, Bing. You know, was like, it? A, it's a nickname, though, right? Yeah, I don't think he was named as a baby Bing. Bing. Hey, yeah. Bing. Um, baby it's probably Bing. like. 
some super ethnic first name. Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, what was the movie we saw that was, oh, the, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's, I was oh, just thinking that famously. Film. I love yeah, that movie. And we, Opens charming, it's so charming in the beginning, like she's finally, looking at the jewelry. And it's a great and, movie. Except, and then, so and then Mickey and Rooney then, in the middle of course, was like, even, that doesn't even fit in the movie. It's like, no, yeah. it should be taken out. Never mind racism. They should cut it out. It's just a silly, like, laugh thing. It's embarrassing because I recommended that movie to someone recently, having forgot. Yes, because you know he's not I, it's easy for me to he's forget. The main part, he's, as a white yeah, you man. think about George he needs Pippard, to be Audrey fucking Hepper. cut out. Like he needs to be f- cut out of the movie entirely. Because otherwise, it's a really I'm good. Kind movie. of in favor of historical records, just right? You like, gotta keep it. Because once you start doing that, it's like this is you just we screwed that. up. Yeah, you gotta it suck is, it up and nice be like, yep. You just have to. You just have to. I think what you do have to do is you have to put the year it was made at the bottom of every frame. Like just made in people. 1961. Hey, hey, hey. During the part that's scary and racist. Just throughout the whole yeah. film at the bottom, <laughs> yeah. it's timestamp. We've learned. We've learned. Please, please, so please. this was 61. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know and you have I mean? a white man at the front of the theater that you can go and like smack. Yeah. yeah on your way out. <laughs> He'll yeah. take it. Um, well, we were just in New Orleans, which um, we would, we'll talk, well, we talked, technically talked about at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, shit, I forgot why I brought up that point. <laughs> the, is it about the alligator man or the fact that we were in a predominantly black culture? Um, why did you no, bring I'll that remember up? It. God, I can't believe I just did that. Um, that so what uh, I'm saying is, yeah. some, right now, white men are the worst. But I'm what, here, what I'm here to say in terms of make you guys like it is like, okay, I can't undo that. But there are things that like a square white man can do. I mean, it's very. There's no way to talk about this without being racist by by definition. Mm-hmm. But it's, okay, I guess it's just saying we set like you up to be racist. So yeah, yeah. Like, I guess yeah. it's saying like, think of a world where white men are not in charge, and then think about these white men things. And some of them are good. Some of them are great. Oh, Wes yeah. Anderson is like the whitest filmmaker. It's also art directed Love and Love Wes Anderson. And he's great. So anal. So, he's so anal. So, I like uh, that. And he's emotionless. I that, like that's um, similar to the Beach Boys is like yeah, square. His female and squ- I like using square as a positive thing that like white people bring to things. Squareness, squareness. can be great. Squareness it's done well is great. It's interesting to think of history as controlled completely by women for the last few hundred years. Like what yeah. would that have been like? Or uh, yeah. by or by African American culture. What if that had happened? Yeah. Would we now be having a conversation about we need to like calm down and stop worshiping everything? That well, I do think if anything do, is or... in power for a long time, you're gonna hate it. Of course, it's just like King of the Hill. The and also there's saturation and there's the viewpoint from be from in charge is gets the gets the same. Right. So it's if, for example, there had only ever been stories like Moonlight. People on the fringes who are alienated and what and the powerlessness. If you if all if everything started from there and then somebody suddenly had the innovative idea of telling it from a different point of view, it's just oh thank this is just different. Right. Right. So we're fighting uphill in terms of that. It's just really cool. I think it's a really fun time and I I'm sorry and sad. For white men. The death of white men. It does suck to be for a white especially dude. especially young in, white in men. trying to, like, think of stories and pitch. I'm sorry, Kelly, go ahead. Well, it's it's just sad because it's, like, especially young white men who, I mean, they, I think I feel like a lot of young men are growing up in a culture that is so much more integrated and inclusive than what we grew up in. Um, so it, it probably seems really fucking crazy and unfair to be, like, shut up, white man. And I'm sure that's why they're so much pushback that's not the only reason there's pushback because men think they're better um yeah, and that's depends. a fact you can but sort of smell it yeah you can response. smell it on different yeah people but it's um 
but it's it's really cool. It's like I feel like we're at the most liberal time of history. Is that true? Do you think that's true? Well, I think we're always the current time is always the most liberal time. That's I guess that's true. Like I, I'm I was, just a futurist or something. I was uh, I have Spotify personalized playlist like musically. I'm not saying that's not English. Every week, Spotify makes a personalized playlist if you're like a member of Spotify. Oh or whatever, yeah, yeah, okay. Based on like what you've listened to and downloaded. I, I did that recently. Yeah, I listened to what they had for me. Yeah. So mine is very like they they got me mm-hmm. like they got really? me, they got me right Egged. on the screws. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the music. So I graduated from college in 1992. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the music on their playlist will be music that was big then mm-hmm. and is no longer big, like pop songs right. that were that you, you might know, but they're no, no longer in fashion. I like, definitely know them. <laughs> like uh, En Vogue's Never Gonna Get It came Love up on my list last week. Perfect. And then um, uh, also Here Comes Your Man by the Pixies, which oh, came yeah. out in 1990. Uh, wow. And, um, I didn't realize that was the Pixies. Here comes your man. Here comes your man. You might not be thinking of the right song. Are you thinking of a Cat Stevens song? Here comes your man. Here comes my man. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Pixies. Here comes your man. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever realized. Yeah, how old the Pixies are. Yeah, Pixies were like eighty-eight through ninety-three. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. But then they didn't get big until post-Nirvana. Whatever. They were, that's when you I've think heard of the Pixies as mid-late nineties because that's when they because got because of Fight Club. <laughs> that's right. It's true. They right. like there was a big song in Fight Club. That's another white man movie. I hate That's very movie. white man. Dan, but it's, it's... I hate Fight Club. It's weird because I've only met women that like Fight Club. I've never met a guy that likes Fight Club. Really? Dumb men like it. Yes. Dumb men and women. I, <laughs> yeah. I think that movie's so stupid. <laughs> I fucking... I think I it's pretty fun. It I mean, I, I, th- I, 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 go, I, I, I like things though. that are themselves without apology. Yes. Like the whole just like self-referential narration at the beginning and then like the fucking mind twist at the end, bro. Like... Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't... It's they didn't so feel bad about Fight Club when they were making Fight Club. No, and I they weren't like apologizing for themselves while they did it. Mm. They're like, we're we just think this is cool. I feel terrible. Which is crazy to me. I feel but so crazy. I, get, I don't want having liked it so much because it you're would not, like define a lot of people. Everybody like loved it. Defined my it's attitude, a, man. About also depends what how old you are when you get to it is a big thing. You know? Yeah, I, I was saw about it in college, sixteen, seventeen. So, so I was listening perfect. to this playlist of songs from like around then, and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm a pretty square. Dude, mm-hmm. but I forgot how sure, in sure. college I would listen to everything. We were Every sort of an omnivore, thing. like pop music that was maybe too shallow for my future snobby tastes. Stuff that you would call like black music or like or like white. Like I would listen to Huey Lewis in the news, whitest of the white, whitest of the white, <laughs> and then like we would like dig into old James Brown records, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was. You could have we. You could the same people would be putting that music on all of the same stuff, and you yeah. didn't. You weren't so. You weren't so concerned about how it represented your identity. It was just sort of excited to try new stuff, mm-hmm. and not just me. Lots of people. Yeah, and my whole circle of co- I, you know what does happen is it stuff recedes because that group of friends. Okay, so at that time you could go back to like nineteen ninety one, ninety two, and see Will Hines and his college friends listening to music. You'd be like, these guys are like so integrated and mm-hmm. so so uh carefree in like how how open they are to stuff. Right. That's always true of people who are like 20. That's they're so true. always the most they never care about stuff like I was an ho- open... they're never homophobic and they're never they're the least racist. They're just like get over it cuz they they so still have primal ready. muscle memory of like when everybody was friends in elementary school right. before they were taught to like hate each other. Right. I was ta- I uh, unfortunately I I there was I was homophobic uh, or more homophobic then. Yeah, yeah. But 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 that was because that was the culture. Yeah, I was too. 
Unfortunately, I mean, I, I, I was too, and I probably still am. It was like it was sort of like it was a layers culture. getting unpaid. Yeah, yeah. I was probably I was fair to say that I was freaked out by the idea of homosexuality when I was like twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was worried. Like, am I going to be gay? Were, that would yeah. suck. Yeah. Uh, Why did you think it would suck? Just because of because I could just see the treatment. It's like the I don't want to be the. I don't want to be you don't want to be of. The, right. the fag of the group. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even. I didn't even want to be anything different about me when I was right. twelve in any way. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't even look at me. Yes. Don't give me any reason to pay attention to me. That's yeah. a nightmare. Right. I just don't right. want to be. Yeah. Weird. And no I'll, attention at all. Uh, Ignore and then me. Realize that that's silly. You get over it. Friends came out. Less worried about that. But they actually. I'm old enough that people were not coming out publicly until right. like the mid '90s. Like in the same period of college, a friend of mine in my group of friends was like super gay, like obviously gay, like very effeminate. Uh, and just no one talked about it. You just chose to not talk about it. Well, right. we still, I still had friends for me who, who okay, so it's not it's, even it's, age. It's, it depends. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think now it has become much more acceptable, but even in our lifetimes, not many people came out in my high school. It not was like pretty ridiculed. There was a like LGBT oh uh, group, and I personally remember thinking like, this is like stupid. You know, yeah. like I'm embarrassed by it now. Because we weren't taught to accept it. Well, there is something. Uh, clubs are always uncool. Well, that I mean, Even there if was that doing too. For the right reasons, for the right things. There's yeah. something on you. You have you have to have a high enough mind to be like, well, for this reason, it's worth it because it's special. Yeah. And also, like, like it wasn't like you didn't make fun of the chess club. Yeah, right. That's true. That also was uncool. Um, the AV club is famously the most uncool gathering of people. That's like standard. Dan, yeah, you AV were in AV club. Well, I was. Uh, I wasn't in the AV club. I videotaped the PTA meetings. Okay, <laughs> for public access television guys. Okay, it's fantastic. So yeah, yeah, just like standing behind a big quote. camera. So one of my favorite comic books is uh, Love and Rockets. You ever hear of it? Yes, I've heard of Love and no. Rockets. It's a Hispanic. Yeah, it's like a two guys or is it one? Two guy? guys. Two guys that make Jaime it. and Gilbert Hernandez. Mendes, brothers. And are they from Mexico? Nope. They're Southern California. They're from Oxnard. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Wow. Right north of here. But they're very, very culturally rich. But they were comics. like, they're real, they're, they're Mexican-American. Right. Their, their parents are from Mexico. From Mexico, yeah. Their mom was a huge comics fan, mm-hmm. like hip, like read all the cool stuff. Whoa. So when they were growing up in the 60s, there would be Whoa. like superhero comics and like R. Crumb comics and like early Mad Magazine. They read everything. Right. And they were good artists. So they mm-hmm. started drawing. They started doing their own comics. Their mother also told them all kinds of like Mexican folk tales, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and it's super Catholic family, so like stories of saints. So then when they turn 20, around 1980, they start doing a self published comic book, Love and Rockets. Wow. Fantagraphics from Seattle starts publishing it. They, and they just basically started publishing the stuff they had done since they were a kid, and they've just never stopped. They've just kept putting shit out. They've put out stuff since 1980, and are they still Unbroken. publishing stuff? Oh, yeah. I bought That's one. Crazy. I, I saw, I met. Uh, Jaime Hernandez Wednesday. I went. He wow. did a signing in Pasadena, and I got an autograph. I've read him since I was fourteen years old. Wow! Isn't it amazing how certain certain um, certain arts genres you you would never like? I feel like Love and Rockets. Like everyone knows, it's by well, they know Mexican the name guys. because the band named themselves after the comic. Oh, I actually don't know the band. I, know oh. the band. Do I. Um, I don't know anything about. I don't know any of. Uh, anything, about any of anything about any of this. I don't know. Love and Rockets is great. Yeah. So Love and Rockets for me when I was in high school, I'm giving years because I feel like they're ahead of their time and I want them to have credit, was like, so I graduated in 1988. I read mm-hmm. Love and Rockets comics. I'd never, like, this is big white men time. Right. There's no like <laughs> no white men. The best big yes. white men time. Yeah, yes. big, big white men time. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> this the was Native it. American yes, voice. Native yes, American. Perfect. And I'd read Love and Rockets comics, the and 80s. I'd be like, "Oh man, they're, this is so weird. Like the women have different shapes. They loved women with like big asses, like huge big, asses, huge women. tits." But actually, they were just horn dogs. They drew women of yeah. all kinds. Yeah, exactly. They, they also were Same into superhero comics, so they would draw <laughs> yeah. your standard sort of like Barbie doll yes. women. Right. But uh, they would also draw – they were into drawing different body types. That was like one of their like missions. It's a big thing. They also were into like homosexual love. Right. And bias. They were just freaks. They just drew they, – they weren't like erotic porn comics, but they right. were just all kinds of couplings. It was all portrayed. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. I was like, man, this is crazy. This is yeah. fucking rad. Uh, okay, so – I'm a white man. I hate myself. I was hating myself early. Right. I was like, before I it was it. cool. Before it was cool, I was hating myself for for my ethnicity. Original hipster mm-hmm. ethnicity. Mm-hmm. But then Gilbert Hernandez, one of the two guys, had this quote. This is why I bring up the Beach Boys. Uh, he's just the coolest. Uh, uh, here, this is Gilbert's quote: "The more ethnic it is, the more universal it is. The whiter the Beach Boys are, the better they are." I know a lot of people don't like the Beach Boys because they say they're too white. Also, side note, I've never heard anybody say that. But I love that Gilbert is like, this is a given. Yeah. I say that's what's good about them. That's one of the main ingredients. Joni Mitchell, the Beach Boys, Buddy Holly are really great artists because they are as white as they can get. Interesting. <laughs> that's interesting, yeah. And I was like, that's true. Like, so if, they if you think take away whiteness... the dominance and the obliviousness and the insensitivity, it's like lean into your story Whatever it is. And as artists, that will make it better. Right. Well, we it were just saying. It might not be saying, needed. We, yeah. we might not need your story, white man. White man. White man. We don't need your, your time story. time is done. But if you're, if you're making it, you can't cha- You got to just tell your story. Right. You can't. You got to play the hand you're dealt. That's right. It. Yeah, yeah. So he was saying that the more ethnic, meaning the more these universal. people are, like the Joni Mitchell is very ethnically white is what yeah. they're saying. Yes. For her to and hide that. makes her that. better. She's right. more universal. Yes. Like Gilbert Hernandez. Mexican American kid growing up in Oxnard, California, poor family. This has never had a real job besides comic books. Cannot relate to the scenarios described in a Joni Mitchell song, right? Specifically, but like the night Richard left or whatever. Like the whole album blew, but just being like in, but you know, northern Los Angeles and concerned about politics and your boy. He can't relate to those scenarios, right? But since she's being so true to her, he gets the vibe through right. her. He, he can connect. Yeah. It is universal. I can't, Will Hines cannot relate to like Precious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, I, that wasn't my jam. But you relate but, uh, to the But the movie vibe. moved me. It right. affected me. I was just talking about Precious. After we watched Moonlight, I was like, I need to watch Precious. Precious, I never saw it. I never saw it either. But yeah, Moonlight is the same because thing. Because I'm white. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same like, specific. Yeah. It's the same specific scenario that makes it so universal that everyone everyone sees. And I also, I mean, it, you know, if it had been a story that took place 200 years ago, it might be a little different. But even then, maybe it would be universal but the fact that we all have been alive during this character's lifetime like it's about a guy that grew up during the war on drugs like he's about our age probably yeah so you know what the climate has been that whole time but so does it makes that you mean especially that like, sad oh yeah for me yeah i mean there's a difference between a story being needed and a story being artistically well done mm-hmm. you can have well done things where it's just like there's just no audience for what you're doing right now and right. maybe that's true of the white man but i think it'll come around yeah, hey, we're going to get back there. Th- there'll be a time when the agenda is not so needed. I don't even think it'll be that far. It'll be like 10 years from now. It'll right. just be My like, fear you'll just have like that there'll good be stuff and bad stuff. A, back, a back door of men just being like, yeah, we're becoming relevant again. And then it just like all of a sudden white men are in charge again. 
<laughs> That'll it'll be easy. Well, They'll listen, trick we're not not in charge. I mean, we're still doing great. Oh Let's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, we're still right. in charge. You're yeah. right. It's just starting. I think it's, it's the impression starting. that I have of white stuff, white people, white men stuff that has just been kind of a bummer lately. And I guess yeah. that's just some of the Trump stuff. Oh and god, like, the Trump stuff's the worst. You know, and you're the just Trump like, oh man, worst. like. I am. I mean, I have always felt this way, even about like, you know, I would see like Orthodox Jews like in New York. Yeah. And like, for the most part, they're terrible people, or at least, again, this My is generalizing. Experiences, My experiences, which happen quite often, we're bad with them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what a bummer that I am technically someone could relate me you're close close yes you're jewish like we're talking to that, orthodox jewish so to a non-jew yeah i'm who doesn't know anything else about you as soon as you know you're jewish like oh you're just like these guys. you're you're close like yeah and so i feel like some sort of people. responsibility for them yeah and when they suck when they're like a landlord and they're shitty or they're mean to you on the subway or something i'm like come on man like yeah, yeah. you're not doing us any favors so yeah. now i see the trump stuff hate begets hate yeah, and I'm like, no, no, Doesn't no, even like for what reason? Yeah, like this is not helping our cause right now, white men. Like the the just like the anger and the even just the look of it is like yeah. sad. It's like there's not you there's see, not much uh, sex the black property sketch on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night? I, I caught a little bit of it. Uh, I've not seen the whole funny. thing, but is well, it, it seemed like lots of people are posting it. Okay, the, cool. The, because they have a, it was just like the ideas were kind of the same. I think they've is done it, it. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe they've done it before, but it was Black Jeopardy. Right. Right. So it's like that part was funny although right. i've seen That's sketches like that straight, before straight on stuff like idea. living color or whatever oh yeah, yeah yeah it's just sort of like what it, you know what if jeopardy was a, embracing a black point of view and everything it did but then one of the contestants is a trump voter right who's uh, played by tom hanks mm-hmm. and who was he, that oh who's tom, tom hanks, hanks is this guy who's no longer relevant uh, <laughs> yeah, he's this white <laughs> good. guy you would know. Anyway, yeah. he was in zero movies this year good <laughs> yeah he isn't like the weirdest he was movies in like now, six though, right? movies like, this year the only thing about tom hanks movies that i hate is when did he stop having any flaws at all in his character yes, yes they're exactly. like heroes that was his thing they and they're not like, they're not fun anymore they're not he's they're a not fun even, guy <laughs> he is a tremendously talented actor who hasn't done anything fun since so before philadelphia goddamn yeah. stoic now it's so boring i agree Anyway. anyway, so yeah. So what, also, Will Smith supporter. says that Will Smith also won't play characters Jesus. with flaws yeah, since Hancock more recently, annoying. and they're not like that. Han- you see Hancock? I've not seen Hancock. Hancock. He was re- he was really great. I mean, he's always great. He he's great. like an amazing Hancock? performer. Yeah, he's so. Yeah. But he also will like in Concussion. He the character doesn't do anything wrong the whole movie. It's very it's weird. Boring. And Tom Hanks movies are boring. Right. Fuck Tom Hanks. <laughs> but uh, um, so he's playing a Trump. He's playing supporter. a Trump supporter. Oh, he's great in this. <laughs> I yeah. take it back. Uh, and he agrees with everything that is said. Oh, right, 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 because that they they he totally the knows the answers to all the questions. Right, he's so, paranoid about the establishment. He doesn't trust the government. He uh, oh, so he has the same viewpoints on of the, the lookout for being scammed at voters. all times. Gotcha. He's angry and bitter, uh, and so an they go through a thing where they're draw. all like, that he's getting every answer right. He's nailing it, and right. they love him. And then the category comes up: Final Jeopardy is what lives matter, and it all falls apart. Right uh, there, it's it is. funny. There it is. The, um, it was a good sketch. That is the, really interesting. There that's was such a, an interesting. That's idea why it's getting posted up. everywhere. I think is like, yeah, because it's like oh, idea. I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was an article. I don't know if it was today, but the New York Times had a thing about the assault that took place in the um, Sacramento Trump convention or uh-huh. um, speech, and like basically these two guys that got into a fight. One yeah. was a Trump supporter. One was completely anti-Trump. Yeah. And they start, they talk about like who these guys are and they just have very, they're like kind of similar people. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's crazy <laughs> that they like got into this huge fight, but both of them were, are living with their parents because they couldn't, 
they both wanted to go to like art school and didn't have enough money to do that. And they're both like kind of angry about that. (laughs) And essentially it did seem, I didn't read the whole thing, but it uh, it did seem like things started to break down when it essentially was just like, are you racist or are you not? And like the the fact that you could support racism versus, you know, people being like, Hey, this guy is racist. That's a problem. That's where it essentially is like, the division yeah. and that's a fair division i think yeah that's a good division yeah. to be like hey hey wait 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 don't you can't follow this guy because i even think yeah it's a, I, that's a that's a good deal breaker to have yes yeah, so kelly and i were watching the that way. um where, there was that dinner where um, the al smith dinner yes where i actually thought we didn't watch the whole thing at the time but trump the smith dinner is the craziest thing that it happens every time it yes. happens i'm like oh yeah this weird wait, thing what? yeah but trump to me Everyone's came off as as not terrible up top Right. Well, he's kind of being charming. If he's making fun of other people, he can do it. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's can't make Hillary fun of himself. when Hillary was making Trump jokes, he was like smiling from ear to ear, whereas you, Giuliani was like. Right. Giuliani you, was terrible. So sad. You, but you can guy. see like, oh, maybe now I can see the charm in this guy. And I think there have been times where Trump has talked about like, you know, the bad deals stuff. But it makes sense that he could make a point about that, that you're yes. like, oh, yeah, you would be a good guy. If you were like, I'm a political outsider, I'm seeing things in the system yeah, that don't totally to figure, make trying sense. Trying to figure out the Trump appeal is compelling. It's, it's like fascinating it's, to try to figure it out is, what is it that, what that connects with him and what are his strengths. But that dude, that guy, it, it is, really is his own worst enemy that it's like, yeah. you got to say things like, what a, such a nasty woman. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of a like, yeah. hugely televised debate, it's like, dude, oh, you got to like, so shut fascinating. up. <laughs> the Trump rise and fall, I hope. Well, presumably it'll be right. a fall. Hopefully, knock on wood, it'll be a huge fall. Yeah. Seems huge, like it is huge, going huge, to be huge, huge fall. I know, fall. But huge fall. Is huge like, uh, fall. It's oh, going to be the no best. No fall. No fall. It You're is the fall. <laughs> I, I almost started to feel no bad confidence. for him a little bit. I don't, Terrific but I collapse. almost did. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to feel bad for him. But he's a great. He is a perfectly uh, like Greek uh, tragic figure of like the the rise and fall of white men. Well, the sort pairing of, like, of Trump and Hillary is also. I was. So I th- sorry, I thought this podcast was going to be funnier. Is it okay if we just get totally like this? You guys don't give a no, shit. No, we I'm don't sorry. give a shit. We're I having a nice talk. No, yeah, I'm lie really down, nice. relax. You're having Will, a good time. Oh, I think I laughed a couple Will's times. Will's laying down on the couch. He's uh, sad. Sorry. What's wrong you should be me? sad. You're a white man. Yeah, I know. I gotta You're feel done, bad. buddy. I, no, You're toast. We're not totally bad. Um, <laughs> we kind of are. Um, the Trump-Hillary thing. Can I sit like this? Yeah, yeah. of course. We're um, all drunk. So I was just listening to this, like, The Weeds, the Vox podcast. The Weeds, you ever heard of it? I heard of Vox. Yes. I've heard of Vox. Vox is a website. They do like a lot of political commentary and a lot of policy stuff. They're very wonky. They're very analytical. podcast called The Weeds that you got to listen to it. It's like NPR. The content is good, but their vocal cadences are hilarious. Right. Sure. Anyway, they were talking about Trump and Hillary, the, the third debate. And they were – well, somebody made the observation just as I was pulling in here. Like, you know, Trump was cleaning up in all the debates of the primaries. He was murdering people, like smart people, good people. Because everyone's now saying like how Hillary's cleaned his clock by being like more prepared and like more articulate and more obviously qualified, but that didn't stop Trump in other debates. He went up against people just as prepared as Hillary, just as articulate, and they couldn't beat him. Right. And they were trying to figure out why. Part of it's because there's more scrutiny now than there was. I think I know why. Okay, what's your guess? I've they had my, an interesting reason. My guess is he's never been challenged by a woman. That's what that's what they said. That's that's that he comes that's apart. That's how I read it. It it hits him on such it's it, so it brings up all his insecurities. Wow. It makes him meaner, it makes him angrier because one of the things that was often true, probably wasn't always true, but was often true in the primary debates is he never lost his cool. 
Yeah. He was on He's funny. No he's woman's funny. He's making ever fun of dared people. step to him. And he can't do it. What a great story. against a woman. Yeah, it's Jeez. Wonderful. This so is like white men. Here's this guy that seems unstoppable. He's like tapping into fascist <laughs> uh, appeal. So he's rising on, you know, his lack of knowledge doesn't stop him. His lack of qualifications doesn't stop him. Saying the most offensive things doesn't stop him because there's this hugely angry racist contingent of the country that's like, we're cool with it. Yeah, grab him by the pussy. Cool. I hope he grabs my pussy. Yeah, so he's like... That's just locker room talk. You know that phrase that everyone always uses? I always talk about grabbing Locker room talk. That was one thing about locker room talk. I was like, I've said bad things. I've never said that. I've never said that. I've never said that. that. And also, no one talk... There's no such... I've never heard the phrase locker room talk in my life. Yeah, like, you never... I have heard that. You have heard it? Yes. I've heard people say, like, that's just like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've heard... Like, in the clubhouse, like, boys talk. Boys talk. That's what I'm saying. I've heard versions of it, but I've never heard people specifically be like, well, that's just locker room talk and then other people I, I be like and yeah, then other people be like yeah talk. that's locker room talk I guess I just like, instantly <laughs> translated to that's like, what everyone right. started yeah but everyone that, instantly took that phrase to me has never been said so many yeah, times yeah locker room so and, much is that like a like, big part of our life yes yeah we're in the locker room so much saying disgusting things and that you could just say something horrible be like oh don't worry it's locker room talk and they're like yes of course the phrase locker room talk I get that locker room talk means man void I guess it's. I mean, just I like get, I get what the translation club. is, yeah. but the idea yes. of saying l- yes. the phrase literally "locker room talk" but and then someone saying, "Yeah, that's just locker room exactly. talk." Oh, okay, you think that's locker room talk? Yeah, he was saying it's locker room talk. It's just locker room talk. Was never uttered it's that many ludicrous. times, but except for the, the like, idea, last weekend. But the excuse in itself, even regardless of whether the phrase is anything anyone's ever heard before, it's the excuse is so fucking insane because yeah. boys club this, right, boys right, right, right. talking. D- that stuff we know. We dudes know that. in a void. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all garbage. We we all know that. I just want to reiterate. Yeah, we all know that. Shut up, you Shut woman. Shut up, you stupid bitch. I'm sad for me now. I'm sad for me. the yeah. white guys. What am I supposed to do with my time? I've it's seen it happen before. I've seen it happen where I have I've challenged a man who's never been challenged by a woman, and it's terrifying. They can't take it. That's so crazy. And I am so proud of her for being like for not crumbling when she sees him like get that mad. Well, what they were saying on this podcast today that I thought was I, interesting was that it was part of her plan, basically like. Because everyone is saying, oh, she's more prepared. Because, you know, she has huge flaws as, like, her public persona. Yeah. She's not charming. She's not good at telling jokes. She's not easygoing. She's not easygoing. A lot of she does. She's not charming in the way that a lot of politicians are at that level. So those are those are liabilities, especially in a debate. But, uh, okay, so. Therefore, you think she might be in trouble. Trump might. You could you could argue, oh, Trump is the perfect person to. I was I thought I thought he was going to destroy her. And if what this theory today, which I think is so funny, if he'd kept his cool the whole time, if he'd been unflappable, maybe he could have. Yeah. I, I maybe yeah. he could have like sidestepped and just Who been knows? wrong and all kinds of stuff, and just looked like he was winning. But he couldn't do it against a woman. It was sort of it's sort of like uh, poetically. Oh my beautiful. god, it's amazing! It's, it's like he, she's like his kryptonite. I, can't I, tell I, you I love how that good point. It it's felt. like oh yeah, he went up against really smart, articulate people already and trounced them. Yeah. He trounced Kasich. Kasich is a totally moderate, reasonable, intelligent-sounding guy who doesn't say stupid shit. I mean, he's anti-abortion and his policies are weird, but just, like, his manner is not offensive. He lives—Trump lives in such a bubble, though, that it has never been tr- penetrated by a woman talking to him like that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty he funny. Yeah, lived, it's crazy. It's he really just couldn't—he's— cool. uh, And the other thing they pointed out in this is, like, well, everyone says that Hillary's not charming. That may be true. That's subjective. People can decide for themselves if they think she's charming or not. But, like, in three debates— the poll numbers have moved like hugely. Yeah. 
Like, she's gotten more out of the debates Boomtown. than almost any politician has gotten out of debates. Yeah. Obama, let's say, let's say that we say that Obama's a way more charming person than Clinton. Mm-hmm. People would, I think, agree that he's at least yeah, somewhat more charming. Definitely. He didn't get as much out of the debates. No. Bill Clinton, who is, like, famously incredibly charming, got, got a lot out of the debates, like, really looked better than George H.W. Bush. Not His wife is, like, murdering in the debates. Yeah, it's so she crazy. She went from almost tied. Trump had almost tied her in the polls because of that shit was coming out in September. He was beating her. Technically, there was, like, one day that I remember seeing, like, on the 538 like, polls that it was, like, yep. if the election was today, yeah. he would win. The email stuff came out yeah. and, like, the basket of deplorables comment and stuff. And, and we and he seemed to be being funny again or whatever. Three debates, <laughs> he is way in the distance. Yeah. So the, this how charming, how uncharming can she be? She used what well, was a, supposed to be her weak point and murdered him. A different definition of charming. And she it's just amazing like played, that... She's like, oh, I'll just make himself... What the theory of this podcast was like, she... I mean, she or her team was like, just get him to self-destruct. Get a couple jabs in early, and he will... Die. Collapse, and he did. It's amazing. He's like a big bad guy, and like, and a they video found game. in the debates, like yes. twenty minutes in, she'd say some like she'd say some like dig, you know? Yes. Oh, you were probably on the Apprentice at this time, right? And then he can't, Not he true. can't recover. He Not can't recover. Well, he, would bring, from it. he would bring stuff up again. Wrong. It's amazing. <laughs> Not true. Oh God, white men, we can't take it. <laughs> okay, <I'm, laughs> Donald Trump is not my representative. Yes, he of is, and men. that's the end of the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will, he is. That's all you got. My my rep- So this Gilbert Hernandez quote that I read is what makes me want to defend white men, not for being in charge, yeah. just for like the white men who are just being themselves. I like that without agenda or power wishes. Okay, here's another. I'll have another white man argument. Because I've had the same thing, Dan, that you're feeling, and, and Kelly, maybe I think that you're feeling, which is sort of like, fuck white men. Mm-hmm. And when you are one, it hurts. You're like, oh, I'm, I don't even want to hear my, even in my thoughts, mm-hmm. I'll read something on social media and be like, I have an opinion. And then another little voice will peep up in my head and be like, shut up, Will Hines. Uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> white even boy? in my head? Yeah. Yeah. You're just up here? I can't? Is just the have... voice your own voice? Or yes. is it a woman of color? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should be, right? It <laughs> yeah, should. it should be. Macy Gray shows up and is like, yeah. I, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know what, what Macy Gray's voice I just love Macy Gray. Uh, she's, she's, yeah. she's got a husky. Yeah, yeah husky voice. voice. Yeah. That's her. But like with on pitch. Right. And could sing. Uh. Okay, so, you know, that's been in my head for the past couple of years. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I don't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worthless. Good, good. Then I saw – it's it's never like uh, – there's no political movies. that there's Like when I see like Lincoln, mm-hmm. Lincoln, a admirable white man, that doesn't change my viewpoint because we already knew Lincoln's story. Right. right. It is a great story, but we knew it. That doesn't need to be told anymore. Not that it's not a great story. Not that he's not great. So then I saw um, uh, What We Do in the Shadows – the va- the vampire comedy from uh, the um, oh I know of it the uh, uh, flight of the, the Concords yeah yeah Jermaine uh, Clement yes, and some other it. guy Shit, yeah I only saw a clip of it I Dude, never got to watch it it is so funny oh, oh my that's God. great you I would heard, love it Kelly. yeah I I watched a little of it and I was like watch, oh my God give it this is my give it five minutes and you'll watch be the in. first five minutes and you will be smile it's not that it's so powerfully in you know complicatedly amazing it's just Sure-handedly funny, right? It's just warmly, calmly funny throughout, and mm-hmm. you're like so you're like in good hands. You're like, right. oh, this is just going to be a good time, mm-hmm. and it is for like an hour and forty minutes. Just a better than pleasant, reliably funny movie that is smart. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, this is great. And I was like, oh, there's 
almost nobody black in that movie. Right. And that's bad. Mm-hmm. But by, I'm like, is this movie bad? This is a good movie. It's it's found a place for itself because it's New Zealand, right? Like, so New Zealand's more homogeneous than right. than uh, America. Right. Um, it's filmed in um, Wellington. It's so funny. Three vampires living in Wellington is so funny. <laughs> One of the sequences is they <laughs> they go out at on the weekend to clubs, but vampires aren't allowed to go in any place that they're not invited. So they oh. need the bouncer to specifically invite them in. <laughs> and a lot of the bouncers don't get are it. Really and they're just like, leave me alone. And yeah. they're like, just yelling, you just got to say, come in. Like they're right. so mad. The bouncer won't do it. And they stop with like, Oh fuck that place, man. We didn't yeah. want to go in there. Uh, that's cute. And these like supernatural creatures are powerless against some shitty bouncer who won't that's let funny. them in. Right. It's like super funny. That is funny. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, we I can do gonna, it. I was going to bring up, um, you were in my short film, Tond. Oh, yeah. I love Tond. Which is, well, thank you. Um, I was just going to bring up that I, I do have like an intense soft spot for men, white men. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, a lot about, a lot of what came up in that character is that he, he finds some self completely out of place uh yeah socially. there's some tragedy there some some you know <laughs> yeah that's a big tra- i related right? heavily to ton ton yeah. is a middle-aged white man who's sad and lonely right right he's and sad he's lonely and, lonely and he's not connecting to anybody and he's just really hurting yeah no friends no nothing and so the met one of the meta things is that it. you're playing ton yes that's, and you that's a meta Tond. thing yeah that's a meta thing i just and wanted to make up being a man yeah I just wanted to bring that up. That it's I... so funny whenever Tan talks overtly about being a man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It's when he like just says, I'm a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Because that is just exactly what every white man narrative does. Yes. But to have it framed up and just push just like 10% just more forward right. is so funny. Yeah. Yes. I had this professor at UConn named uh, Regina Bereka. She was uh, really funny and she was into like, uh, female viewpoint over male viewpoint mm-hmm. or not over, but just like in comedy, she's like women. This is again, 1988. Right. She's like, women are not making comedies. Right. Except for Roseanne Barr at that time. Yeah. There was like nobody. Joan Rivers a little bit in stand up. Tracy Ullman or something. Maybe that she was brand new then. Tracy yeah. Ullman was probably like a year into her brand show. Then. Yeah. Um, and they, and these people were not crushing it. You know what I mean? That was, it was like Bill Murray. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Dan, it was like the SNL guys of the first generation. Steve Martin, mm-hmm. where you're big, like Clint Eastwood, uh, are not doing comedies, but like yeah, big like, box what? office stars. Clint Eastwood yeah. was on SNL, yeah, for sure. Clint Eastwood is hilarious. Yeah, you know, um, he's <laughs> cool so guy. Funny. He's so funny and great. Cool guy, love him. So your professor was talking about. Oh yeah, so she did this really funny thing. Oh, so she said she went to Dartmouth. She was in the first class that wasn't all male at Dartmouth, and she majored in humor. She did her dissertation. In humor, but there was no original research, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things you need if you're going to do like an academic paper. You have to be able to cite sources, but there was no original research on women's humor. Mm-hmm. So she had to like do interviews and create the original research, and then do the paper. She's real badass. That's one cool. of these funny things she did was she would read summaries of classic coming of age men's stories, but just switch the gender. Oh my god! So it'd be like a, a young woman, a young girl. Uh, finally becomes an adult when she goes into the woods and shoots a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just that when I was 18 and I was like, oh my God, that is so funny. A group of young girls discovers a dead body in the yeah, woods together. A, a, group, a group of young girls uh, from different economic backgrounds become... Best friends when they go through the woods and look at a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> a young a young man gets like secret powers and like lifts uh wait no, a young, a young woman, woman gets superpowers and like lifts guys' clothes off. 
<laughs> this is that's a zapped zapped with, uh, yeah yeah Scott, Scott Bayo coming oh. of age. But that, I mean, in all fairness, a... nobody like zapped. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. zapped. Yeah, that was a great movie. It wasn't zapped. like zapped swept the country with yeah. its popularity. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, coming of age. You could age. do like a woman in an all woman's prison. You know, like tells quaint folk wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, until she breaks out like by tunneling through her Rita Hayworth poster or something like that. Oh right, right, my right. god! Yeah, it's very funny how men's stories told through women become but then, suddenly. Then she like, would a point out when petty. some of them would work. Yeah, some of them work. Like some ET of them do works. Work. You can flip the. Oh yeah, and it works great. And that's yeah. why it's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it's good. anybody. So Thank I, you for I coming on. <laughs> Thanks for that. It's uh, it was I don't know Regina Barreca is pretty cool. She wrote a really funny um, she's written many books actually. Wow, one I of them is I used to be Snow White, lady. but I drifted, which is a Mae West quote, and she talks about like her favorite comedians. That's cool. It's cool a, a professor who liked comedy so much. Yeah, it's she nice. was like very sought after because uh, she was just she was funny. She was just so cool. You know, she's a cool professor. Yeah, you couldn't cool get prof. into her classes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Will, can, do you have any other things that you'd like to say on behalf of oh, white yeah, men? Right. Yes. It's it's mostly okay. So I'm gonna sum up. Yes, yeah. Boys, give us a quick sounds. Sum. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. Uh, Wes Anderson movies. Squareness. Squareness in general, I think, is white man's domain. I think yeah. it's good at squareness and like we can do it artfully and we we do it shamelessly. Mm-hmm. Not not like angrily, but like without apology. Right. Without self consciousness. There's something. I'll throw Buddy Holly in there. Buddy Holly's a a pretty white dude, and I love Buddy Extremely. Holly songs. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, what we do in the shadows, the vampire documentary by mm-hmm. Jermaine Clement, I think is an argument for like that's something that probably I think white men would do. Mm-hmm. That's of a sort of like square, and and just in general, dry, put upon put upon white men are great. Bob Newhart, David Spade, mm-hmm. that's sort of a uniquely like Larry David. Yeah, just like well, he's Jewish, right? Does he? Is it, yeah, I don't have like, a yeah, Dan, I'm you're like not white. Anglo. Oh yeah, nice, cool. Have you ever Later. Not, have you ever felt not white in your life? No. Okay, because you're well, very well. Um, there haven't when people say things like, you know, I never met a Jewish person or something until, yeah. and I was like, what? Like we're, yeah. a, you know, I'm Yikes. like some alien to yeah. you. You yeah. grew up in a in a different culture than I did. Yeah, so so that stuff is 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 slightly off. Where did you grow up? I grew I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, where there was plenty of Jews. Right, and in my neighbor, I mean, in in Texas, I'm like. I didn't know of any Jewish people, like yeah. at all. It was Even crazy. in my part of Connecticut, which is relatively close to New York City, uh, I didn't know what Rosh Hashanah was until I was twenty years old. I hadn't oh, wow. heard of it. Wow, that's not th- that doesn't sound that crazy to me. But but it's but a pretty I big holiday. Yeah yeah yeah. It's a big, it's a big holiday. One. I'd heard of Yom Kippur, but nice. I didn't know what it was. Hey, yeah. You ever heard of Yom Kippur? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard of it. <laughs> heard yeah, of that's it. probably sure. it. I couldn't have told you a goddamn <laughs> thing about yeah. it. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a Muslim um, holiday. Anything to add to the sum up? That's it. I just want to. I just want to say that those I like things that are stuff. cool and like someday, someday the patriarchy will end and just like there will there will be a place for for square things and that and then the white men will be good. at And those we could things. do that. We could bring that to the table. Yeah, a sweet um, small community of white men. Yeah, yeah. But come up around there with men. their like with their real. Can we make four this? beats in a measure harmonies yeah. and their overly art directed sets? Yeah, mm-hmm. and their dependence on melody and not beat. You'll be like, that was great. Sure, we'll good job, guys. Yeah. Um, Will, can you tell the people listening who you are and where to see stuff of oh, yours? Yeah, my or? name's Will Hines. I'm a, an aspiring and irrelevant comedian <laughs> from Los Angeles whose uh, <laughs> ethnic viewpoint is not needed. <laughs> and I make tweets at the account Will Hines, W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. And I have a short film that's going to come out in a month called Divorce Complex Ooh. with a bunch of white men. Cool. And uh, it's, I think it's, uh, it's like Tond, but without the fun parts. <laughs> it's Tond, but not good. Great. <laughs> it's like, perfect. It's an unoriginal Tond. 
Lovely. Um, Can't wait. Coming out in a month. It'll probably, yeah, it'll be out. Yeah. All right. That'll be great. Well, Will, thank you so much. Hey, thanks. Thank you, white man. (laughs) Hey, great talking to you, white dude. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye. That was illuminating. I love the idea of thinking about the like nice things that white men can do. It's nice. And it's also, it was pretty, I guess, nice to see two white men admit how shitty white men are. But also at the same time be like, but this is what we can do. Well, it almost feels like, because I had brought up that um, dinner, that charity dinner where Trump eventually went off the rails and said a really stupid things and mm-hmm. he's an idiot mm-hmm. but where he does come off as charming a little bit right this the this whole idea thinking about white men feels like the trump thing is a microcosm in that it's like oh but he could be a little bit charming and if he stuck to like these ideas he might not be as terrible as i find him but in the end you have to take him as the whole mm-hmm. and i find him to be you know, an abhorrent person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's still true for white men where it's like, I think Will made great points. And I'm like, that is a really cool way to think about it. Mm -hmm. There are certain things culturally that white men do Mm -hmm. that are good. Yes. And once when you even the playing field, it'll be really cool to be like, not think about the movies the way we do, such as Moonlight being a black Mm -hmm. movie, just Moonlight being a great movie Mm -hmm. because it is um, that white men could then be part of that. And be like, oh, that was a really cool movie. Yeah, and it happened to be made by a white guy, and it's like an interestingly white perspective. But that being said, white men do a couple of cool things, but so much is so bad. it's been a shit show, (laughs) guys. I I refuse to pardon the white man. You can't. I I, I gotta say, I'm sorry, Will Hines, because I can't... Valiant effort by a white guy. Very valiant effort and good points, um, but in the grand scheme of things, very minor blips in the radar of squareness horror (laughs) yeah because we're sort of talking about it in terms of like movies (laughs) but like you don't think about all the like yeah ruling class terrible atrocities there's so many great things like i think will was uh pointing out a lot of you know music and and movies and i guess that is kind of how i think about it too right but it's not just that it's everyday life it's everyday assumptions it's everyday um presumptuousness and that's um, where the real problems come out for the white guys it is it is um and you know it would have been nice to have a representative other than just me um on the show to also talk about it with you guys we were teaming up on you no the white men no i just mean i didn't feel enough like enough, you know, just like it would have been nice to have a person of color also talking about this. But that's not the show that we are. It's just us two and some other person. Well, if people want to email us about it. We'd love to hear about your thoughts on white men. I know we know plenty of horrible things. If you have any nice things to say, that would be great. Um, or talk about your perspective. That would be great. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm sorry, Will. I love you. And that was great, and it was really fun talking about some of that stuff. But, yeah, I think we chiseled out about 2% of, like, this might be pretty good for white guys, Mm -hmm. and then forgot about 98% of, like, oh, God, they do bad things all the time. Yeah, really bad things. I've had plenty of really negative experiences with white men in my life. Oh, nice. Cool. That's good to know. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. And of course, one of the things earlier we were talking about today was sexual harassment. So I just want to remind people if they give us a five star review on iTunes, if we get five five star reviews, I will honk Kelly's Hooter. Yes. Uh, live on the radio. Consensual. I think we've got a couple, but we got to get a couple more. It is consensual. <laughs> it is. Oh, very yeah. Consensual. So it's not total harassment. No. And, you know, Rush Limbaugh is very upset about this. But liberals, if you if everyone's consensual, you can do whatever the fuck you want in the sack, which I think is a great that is thing. True. It's a great thing to be like, we all like this. Let's all do this crazy shit. To him, it's like, you can't, you can do whatever you want if it's consensual. If there's no consent, then call the rape police, which That's Dan true. Savage said, otherwise known as the police. Ah, uh, yeah, the rape police. Yeah, yeah, police. <laughs> it, it all makes such sense when he says it that way. But yeah. the way he says it is like, it's insane. He thinks it's crazy. He thinks it's disgusting that people can do whatever they want sexually. Why are people so concerned about Who other people's sex shit? lives? Stick your dick where the hell you want as long as it's a consenting being. Consenting hole. It's a consenting hole. As long as the hole says yes. Yeah. Um, cool. That's a fun way to leave people. Yeah. Um, thanks for letting us take a little break. And thanks for sticking with us, guys. We love it. We love you. Thank God you're subscribed so you got this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Have a great night. And Sleep well. Night. And we love you. Get into night. bed. Bye-bye. Take your socks off. Bye-bye. Unless you like sleeping with socks. Bye-bye. <laughs> This is a podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>